0: This is Darren Kuhn with the Masculine Journey podcast, where we search the ancient paths to find ways that God brings light into a dark world and helps set men free from the struggles that we all face on a day-to-day basis. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it. Share it. But most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network
1: it's
2: about time, it's about space. You get a fast car, I want a ticket to anywhere, maybe we make a deal, maybe together we can get somewhere. It's about time, it's about space. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show.
0: I say this calls for action and now.
2: Work out, What? what's to work out? Yes, we, we come from different backgrounds, and, and hey, here's some news about my life to this point. And it's boring that I met you, and you're interesting, and you're beautiful, and fun, and, and you got a weird family. Who doesn't, you know?
0: I just want to spend some time with you. I just want to spend a little time with you Beautiful. Why do birds suddenly appear every
2: time you are near just like me? They long to be
3: close to you.
1: It's about
2: time, it's about space. So it is about time and it is about space today on the Christian Carguy Show. Yes, it's about time and it's about space. And I hope you're curious and wondering what in the world is Robbie up to today. Well, I just got to tell you that when I was studying 1 Corinthians 13, God gave me this unbelievable insight that maybe everybody's always had, but all of a sudden it just became alive to me. And so I get to share that today. And you might guess it has something to do with time and space. And so you might remember that famous series from 1967. It's about time and space. You might not remember it if you're older. (laughs) Anyway, and that was the theme song to that. It's about time. It's about space. And then... Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. And so I don't know if you've ever considered how fast cars, and this is the Christian Car Guy show, what fast cars might have to do with time and space. And so some people drive fast because they're out of time, or they think they are, however that may work. Some people drive cars fast in order to try to get somewhere, and some people do it for the thrill. And then, obviously... The Carpenters, if you didn't recognize that or didn't know what that group was, also from the 60s and 70s, Karen Carpenter, an amazing talent, close to you. So you can see it's about time and it's an about space. So if you read First Corinthians 13, something just jumped out at me this week. It's actually in verse 5 where it says, love seeks not her own. Now, Robbie, being the person that just likes to ask questions... <laughs> I immediately said, seeks not her own what? I'm like, God, what what does love not seek when it seeks not her own what? And and so i had actually been working on this project where God had asked me, I felt like God asked me to translate 1 Corinthians 13 back into Hebrew because I can feel Hebrew and I can understand Hebrew better than I can understand most languages. And so... God said, go for it. Translate that little phrase there, Gelove seeks not her own, back into Hebrew and see if you can get a feel for it. And so when I went to do that, I had to go find somewhere in the Old Testament where something sought not or did something that was its own. And you know what's interesting is in the very first book of the Bible in Genesis, it God said he was going to make man in his own, his own image. Right? And so I thought, what's the construct? How, do, how did they construct that? How did God construct that through Moses and Hebrews in Hebrew in order to make that say his own? And actually, in order to do that, it was just one letter, one Hebrew letter, which is the letter Vav, which happens to be the sixth letter, which you may know God was made. May, man was made on the sixth day. So I don't think that's any coincidence. And the letter Vav in Hebrew has everything to do with time and space, because it is the letter that somewhat, because if you find it the first place in the Bible, it says God made the heavens and the earth. In other words, what it connected in the Bible, the heavens and the earth, and it's the letter Vav. And, and so if you think about time and space, I can go really complicated for you and say that there's six is very significant as time and space because there's six planes. You got north, south, east, west, up and down, however you want to look at that. It makes a cube, right? And, and that cube is is connected to all this. And, of course, Einstein would go on to explain all the relativity of time and space. But let me put it to you in just really practical terms from a standpoint of love. Okay? So what did time and space look like for Jesus? Well, what did he do? He spent his time trying to get closer to those he loved. Pretty simple, right? So when you look in your own life, who has been Jesus for you? In other words, who loved you so much that their time was your time? And, and their space was your space. And we had such an example of that that was put on display, I suppose, for the world yesterday. Many of you may know that Big Stu Epperson, Stuart Epperson Sr., uh, went to be with the Lord Sunday night, Monday morning early. We don't know exactly. I, I guess it was Monday morning early. And uh, Stu Epperson Sr. was the founder of Sailor Broadcast, Salem Broadcasting and, and, and one of the largest, certainly in my view, the largest Christian uh, radio network in the world. And, and we are uh, owned by his son, Stu Epperson Jr. And so... You know, it is wonderful to see all that God was able to accomplish through Big Stu's life. But at his funeral, you get to see, you know, what did everybody think? And I I once heard this horrible epitaph about a man that was a great Christian minister and everybody loved him. And uh, a friend of mine was at his funeral with his son. And when everybody was saying how great this guy was, he said, wow, my dad sounded like a really great guy. I wish I'd have known him. Well, this funeral, see that time and space problem there? His own son didn't get his time and his space. But this funeral yesterday was the polar opposite of that. As Although Stu Everson Sr. was a monument, I mean, certainly in the Radio Hall of Fame and all sorts of stuff, but what you saw was picture after picture after picture of his grandkids and actually... Each of their grandkids, and I think there was about 50 dozen of them, um, had a video where they talked about their papa and how he taught them the Bible and the verses that they had memorized and all the things that you you had to see it to actually, and the children stood up and they all, you know, and again, my, my boss and my dear, dear friends too got up and to hear the things that they all shared about the time and the space that Stu Epperson Sr. had paid with them, right? And, and so what's a picture of love when it seeks not his own in your life? That's the question I'm wondering today in the Christian Car Guy show. What I would love for you to do is share with me, you know, who was that? Who was Jesus to you from a standpoint of their time was your time? And their place was your place, whatever whatever that may be. And I would love to know that story. And I would love you to call us at it because I'm by myself today in the studio, 866. I've got my friends, my producers and all that, but I don't have you. So you got to call me, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And, and so I was thinking about this, I think God just amazed me with First Corinthians 13 this week, is I realized more than ever that it's this is such a picture. When he goes into these descriptions of what love is, it's really telling you what God is. <laughs> I mean, it's just really, I mean, here you go. His time is your time, if you want it. His space is your space, if you want it. And you can push into that, and it gives you the ability to go, man, how can I reflect that in God?" And when you do that, obviously he orders your steps to go be that for somebody else. and 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 as I'm contemplating this and thinking about it this morning, i'm I'm praying with God, and all of a sudden, it, I wanted to check something on my phone. I like to look at the, my Bible app, and all of a sudden, I noticed I had a call at five twenty-one, and that call from five twenty-one at five twenty-one was from a listener, and and they had left a message because I had my phone on Do Not Disturb, and I was like, God, do you want me to call this? Because if a listener wanted to call me at five twenty-one in the morning, what's going on? You know, and they're up in Virginia, and I called the man, and. He had was actually just got done listening to last week's show because at the station he listens to, he was hearing about the story of my dog Corgi and he was broken up. And, and so I got to let us spend a little time and 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 give a little space to my friend, my listener, that called. And we got some listeners calling in now, which is good. We got Jamal in Winston-Salem and so many more, so we need you, eight six six Three four eight seven eight eight four eight six six three four truths. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. About time it's about space. You get a fast car. I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Just like me, they love.
3: To you.
1: It's about
2: time. It's about space. Wow. Close to it me. is about time, and it's about space. And I was talking about the call that I had gotten this morning, which I'm really, you know, honored. Honored. This this man had the the last week's show had touched him profoundly, and and he wanted to share. Um, an experience he had with a kitten that, that had passed away and how close he was to that kitten. And I mean, he was very, very emotional uh, about what was going on and how God had actually shown him um, a vision from his perspective of of how that little kitten was okay. But the thing that struck me as profound that was about what i was talking about was then he went on to that he was fixing to move you know a, a not terribly far from where he lived but he was actually going to dig up the kitten where he had been buried and move it to his new location so that it would be close to him are you getting the picture <laughs> like i mean he he loved this this kitten. It was obvious as it could be. But here he was illustrating my whole thing that God was showing me is he wanted to be close to that kitten. Of course you do. Of course you do. It's it's about time. It's about space. So we got Jamal calling in in Winston Salem. Jamal, you're on the Christian Carkeiz show. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Hi. I am always delighted when I get somebody like you to call in and talk about what. <laughs> <laughs> so wh- what strikes you on the idea of time and space?
3: Well, uh, Aaron makes me think about his uh, friend who passed away uh, named uh, Cyprian Um His space was always up to me. I thought of it as safe space as well for me to <clears throat> excuse me to open up and comfortable. Um, so I think we all, uh, uh a space like that or open up there space like that. Um, so it was, uh, a pleasure of my life as, uh, Brenda gave me, uh, gave me the opportunities. And, uh, real quick, uh, just yesterday had, uh, seen that course with, uh, walk over and and spoke to you. Uh, you know, I do as a friend, um, I'm sorry, I missed you yesterday. It was a funeral, and uh, I the ramp ramble on I just to say one thing about Stu, a guy that I love, Stu Jr. Um, from what I saw at the campus, Big Stu was a big stick, but he didn't see it as a big stick. I Did say that, but.
2: I'll respect. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I I, I I, completely, you know, I knew Big Stu for um, Jamal. I knew Big Stu probably 15 years. Had been okay. to his house many times and all before I had a clue who he was. In other right. words, to me, he was just this pretty much country character from Virginia who was down to earth and would share on any subject of the Bible in a heartbeat. Okay. Right. But I had no idea he had anything to do with radio stations or anything else because it wasn't anything that was never part of what he talked about. Or, right. or what his passion was. But uh and I love I love 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 truly what you're saying. That not only is Jesus' space yours, but it's completely safe.
3: Exactly. Most most definitely. Um
2: And welcoming like like man not only did did, not only is it safe but it's like please tell me what you got right
3: (laughs) right right definitely Um, and and just to wrap up real quick uh, I'll I'll mention Jesus also Um, Stu jr. is the same way I I was talking him before I knew who he was um, and about big Stu and I'll end it with this or in talking about big Stu with this if a guy goes over to low-income project areas and talks to them, hands out tracks and gives gifts, and doesn't even mention who he is. I don't really care how big anybody gets. We're never too big to relate to anybody on their level. Um, And that's what Jesus wants us to be like. I remember one of the kids, of Stu said, looking at Big Stu, her father, was a window looking to God. And that's how we need, all need to be in relation, and you know, to to walk the Jesus, walk. We all need to be a window to God. And, and I'll end with that, Rob. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you,
2: Jamal. And yeah, what—that's exactly what she said. Um, and, you know, what she said, I and mean, it um was spectacular that she she shared a story how she had uh, told her dad that she was going to the fair, but actually she was going to a party.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> and uh and she went and, you know, went to the party, whatever, came home. Her dad called over to her and said, Come in here, I want to talk to you a minute. And did you go to the did you go to the fair? And, of course, she went into this elaborate story about, about, of all these things that she, had, you know, did at the fair, all the rides she rode and all that. And and uh, her dad said, uh, Big Stu said, Really? You really did go to the fair? Uh-huh. And I looked him dead in the eye and I lied right at him. I said, Oh, yeah, I went to the fair. And he said, Okay, honey, I love you. Good night. Yeah. And she said, I walked out of the room into the hall of shame.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> Those loving eyes of my father knew, and I knew that he knew that I was lying. Yet yeah. he still loved me, and she went into her bedroom and gave her heart to Jesus that night. Amazing. Right?
3: Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 that's all, Robbie. I appreciate it. I want to hold a period of your lines. Uh, God bless you, sir, night. You have a go.
2: You're a, you're a delight. Thank you. Thank you, Jamal. God bless. Well, again, what does that look like for you? Who, who is? I love what Jamal added. Like, not only is, is, is space there, but it's safe and it's welcoming. Who is that for you? Please call us. We want to hear stories about Jesus with skin on. 866 348 7884. 866 34 Truth. We'll be right back. Time and space. Listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. About time, it's about space. You get a fast car. I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Just like me, they long to be
3: close to you. It's
2: about time, it's about space. It is about time and it is about space and, you know, who has demonstrated that to you? Like their time was your time. You could tell that, you know, they just wanted to be with you and they just wanted to to offer that safe space, what did that What did that look like in your life? We would love to hear your testimony, 866-348-7884. Or maybe you experienced that with God where you really felt like, man, I, I've never felt this kind of space before. I've never felt so open to be able to share. And God came into that like my friend with the cat and, and gave them peace beyond all understanding. We want to hear from you, 866 866- Three four eight seven eight eight four eight six six three four truth and you know God, just honors me in amazing ways that I get to walk with so many really neat people and one of the neat people I get to walk with is is Dr. Carson who does the um, not the one who ran for president this is <laughs> the one who used to be the campus pastor at Liberty University and he was a great great friend of Jerry Falwell. And he was, you know, we were talking about Big Stu's funeral yesterday as he was here recording. He, he does uh, date the word here on our station. I get to work with him on that. And he was talking about Jerry Falwell's funeral. That, you know, here you have a situation, you know, where a great man has fallen. A great man of God has fallen. And, and, and I don't know if you've ever noticed how God loves to honor his saints and and all these things about it's better to be in a house of mourning than a house of feasting and and in that that passage in Esther 6 where you know what should the king do for the man he loves to honor and so to me you know this kind of funeral is really a spectacular thing to see somebody that really loved God well and walked with God very closely and not just, again, in his ministry, but in his family, right? And so what, what Dr. Carson told me, because Dr. Carson was there when Jerry, in fact, he was the only person that knew the details of Jerry Falwell's funeral because nobody knew that he was going to die. And, and so he died suddenly, and everybody was like, what are we supposed to do? And, and, and Dr. Carson said, well, there's a file, isn't there? No, there's no file, and he goes, well, you know, everybody knows that, 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 that Dr. Vines is supposed to do the funeral and Adrian Rogers and uh, um, trying to think who the, uh, uh, the third one was. But anyway, he knew exactly who was supposed to do the funeral. And he said, we sat there and we started to talk about the fact that Jerry Falwell belonged to God first, right? He belonged to God. I hope you do because you're not going to be able to see this kind of fruit in your life unless you really, you know, get close to God. But he belonged to God first, but then he belonged to his family, but he also belonged to Thomas Road Baptist Church, right? And he also belonged to Liberty University, but he also belonged to the world, right? And so at his funeral, it was organized that way, and I think that's really pretty spectacular to think about that in your own way— you belong to God first, right? And last, but you belong to your family. And again, we saw that with Big Stu's funeral. It was huge. I mean, his family was is just a gigantic, huge part of his life. And he was married to Nancy for 60 years, and you got to see all these things. I'm sure you saw this in Dr. Falwell's life as well. It was certainly that way with Billy Graham's life. You talk about, you know, he, he, he belonged to God, but he also belonged to the Graham family. And But then... You know, there was his ministry in that church because being the pastor of that church all those years, you can imagine all those people. And so there's an aspect of his funeral that's that. But then there was an aspect of his funeral, which was, you know, and, and, and so same thing for Biggs, too. There was a big part of his funeral that was Salem Media. But there was a huge part of his funeral that were all the other things that that, that young Stu brought out, which was really his passion. And I find this fascinating about the man. And I knew this to be true. They said a lot of people wanted Big Stu's time because they knew he had a lot of money and they were looking for donations. (laughs) And Stu said, if you wanted some of Big Stu's time, there were a couple topics. All you had to do is mention and he would drop all his other meetings and he would talk to you. And you know what it was? mentoring young people that didn't have a father. That that was one of his huge, huge. And so all these different, you know, he himself, like he was talking about, rode his bike <laughs> in 86 years old. He rode it to the projects in Winston-Salem to hold his Bible studies there at the project, you know, whatever they call that, eight Housing. That was part of his life, and that was a big... But he, he helped found the Winston-Salem Rescue Mission. He helped find, founded salem pregnancy center and all these people and all these other things were part of who he was but again you know when you think about it because who he was and that those radio stations and the fact that that you are listening to this show right this very minute i mean i fully understand that i am on the shoulders of the epperson's right that, that, that the vision God gave them and their obedience to God to be able to do that provided these platforms on all the wonderful radio stations. In other words, if you're in Seattle this morning or, or you're in Chicago or, or, or in Dayton, Ohio, okay, all those different places, somebody had a, 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 a vision to, that, that was brought forward by this idea of Christian radio, which was, again, pioneered to a great extent from the uppersons. We got to hear a little bit of that story. And so, you know, to me, how does God delight to honor his saints? And when you see the robe of righteousness that that what I saw yesterday, and I'm sure those people who attended the funeral would see, it was right relationships, right? The right relationship he had with his business partner, which was his brother-in-law that stood up and talked for quite a length because they'd been in partnership for that same 60 years that he was married to Nancy, you know, who talked about that partnership. It was right relationships with his grandkids and with his kids. And it was right relationships with these other ministries and that robe of righteousness that, that was all over there had to do from my perspective in so many different ways with time and space in relationship to where God had planted him and in all these other different things, you know, and, 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 and think about how cool it is in your own life, Right. That you were given these right relationships. And a big part of the way is God orders my steps all the time. It's like, Robbie, you need to spend more time with Tammy. You need to spend more time on this project. You need to spend here's here's where you go. Because you got a lot of different places, a lot of choices where you're gonna spend your time. And how are you going to decide what that's going to be? Well, if, if number one, time is with God, he can help order your, your steps in order to take time to do certain things. So since nobody's chose to call, it's okay. We we do need to hear you because we're running out of time. 866-348-7884. I'm going to tell you about how I spent my summer vacation this week with God. So it was actually, I was working this week, but I, every morning's vacation for me because I get to talk to God. So, one of the questions I've had for two weeks for him was, you know, in Romans chapter eight, which happens to be Big Stu's biggest favorite passage, it talks about the spirit groans with groanings too deep for words, right? And, and so I, one of the mornings I climbed up in Jesus' lap and I said, Jesus, you know, Lord, tell me, what does that groaning sound like? And you know, like, well, I want to hear it. <laughs> because <laughs> actually I, I, I refer to that passage every morning as I'm praying, God, let, you know, can you do that groaning for me that I could be more like Jesus? Could you do that groaning for me? You know, like, so I want to hear it, right? And so, you know, he's very playful, God is. And he says, okay, Robbie, let's, let's go for the, the groaning idea, right? And so he says, look it up and let's study. Okay, so I, you know, you go to God's word, it's wonderful. And, and I looked at the word for groaning, And there were some beautiful Hebrew letters that just flipped my switch completely. But what I saw that was spectacular was that the Hebrew word for groaning is also the Hebrew word for ferret, the little furry animal. And I said, oh, what does a ferret sound like? And so I Googled what does it, you know, on YouTube, what does a ferret sound like? And would you believe that a ferret has quite a vocabulary of groans, and there was a video of the fourteen different groans of a ferret, which I put the way it's a, it's it's on my podcast page. If you ever listen to my podcast, did a whole thing on the ferret and the groans, but. Like, man, this, these things, they, they, and you might know that Adam named the animals based on, used these Hebrew letters based on the energies that God used in order to form the animals. And so there's no surprise in Hebrew that we're given an idea of this groan. So as I'm listening to all these different ferret groans, all of a sudden God pointed out to me when I'd clearly heard the groan. And when we come back, I'll share that with you. But in the meantime, The number to call, because I need your testimony, is 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And, oh, I see somebody's calling. That's exciting. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. About time, it's about space. You get a fast car. I want a ticket to anywhere.
3: Maybe we make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Just like me, they long to be close to you.
1: It's about
2: time. It's about space. It is about time, and it is about space. And interestingly, my groaning story actually has to do with time and space. And it, in its own way, is my story, I probably should have started with it. But, you know, God kind of ordered my steps to put this here. So, like I said, I'd listen to all the ferrets' noises, and one of those noises hit me between the eyes. <laughs> and I recalled that last Saturday, you might recall, my show, you know, we talked about... Um, Long suffering and how these arms, you know, I had you hold them out and to feel Jesus's nails from the idea of long suffering and then bring those arms in for a hug and, and you get an idea of that. Well, and, and the song that I had for that, that I played in the intro last week was leaning on the everlasting arms by this unbelievable new artist. And when I heard that song last Saturday morning, I broke into a cry like I have not cried in years and years. And at the end of that cry, I was so emotional. I couldn't even believe it. I didn't even know I still had it in me. I hadn't done it since I was a kid. You know how you go "Ah, ah, ah," at the end of a cry? Like that's how hard I was crying. And I realized like, oh, my gosh. That's the groan. That's too deep for words. OK, and as I was crying, the reason I was crying and God brought this to my mind as we were going through the whole ferret story. When I was born, I had a brother that didn't live before me and, and my mother had carried him nine months and he had died Well, essentially, she gave birth to him. They rushed him out of the room because he was sick. They gave him the wrong medicine, which killed him. And in those days, they didn't bring the baby back for her to hold. She never saw him again. They wouldn't even allow her to name the child. And the baby was gone forever. Well, picture, here comes Robbie. When she held me. She was holding him too. So I got a double anointing of a mother's love in those everlasting arms that had certainly suffered. You see, that whole picture was just. Like, wow. And so God really had something for me there in, in the idea of the groaning. And I and I could see it really at a deep level. It's more than amazing. So we do have my friend Clay calling in for us. That's wonderful. Clay, you're on the Christian Car Guys show. Good morning, Clay.
1: Well, hey, brother. Top of the uh, Sync find Saturday, mid-morning to you. Um, you know, uh, I was sending you a message yesterday trying to find out when uh, Brother Stu's father's um, service is going to be because uh, bro- Brother Stu uh, I'd like to uh, say something, apologize to you out there, you're listening to this morning's program I apologize for not being there because uh, I'm so, I really give thanks to the Lord for him for uh, bringing this radio station into fruition because uh, it's helped me meet him, meet you Brother Steve and you know I just, I I, I really give thanks brother to uh, Truth Radio because I get to hear some messages, and, you know, you're talking, how do you draw close to Jesus? Um, You know, it's when you hear one of these pastors preaching God's Word or when you hear going to being in, you know, a house of worship with a body of believers and you hear a pastor live. I mean, I'm not saying that the pastors on Truth Radio aren't live, but, um, you know, uh, right, you, it's, me, it's a
2: different experience when you're actually with God's people, and the Spirit of God is with every person in the in the building, right?
1: You know, um, you were sharing, you were asking something about that. So, about four years ago, I shared a message. I was I was going to do a whole thing on the the five little word peace P E A C E, and I got to the first E, and uh, I looked it up, and um, I, I I'm. Um, actually got some inspiration. The the word entreaty, um, you know, whenever something goes on, Jesus entreats to the Father, His Father for us. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, you go and you read about it uh, when uh, He was walking on water and Peter saw Him, you know, it's an interesting story about Simon Peter, uh, who was, you know, a compassionate and close um uh, uh, disciple of Jesus, uh, one of the first ones to come along. But then you also shared something uh, before you went into a commercial break. You were talking about provide. Well, you know, if you think about it, um, the uh, word provide is a short, shorter word. It's a seven-letter word, shorter word for a providence. And that's the first thing that I shared a message on. I, that's the first thing that I shared. And then I talked about entreating and I said, uh, you know, it's interesting that when we least expect it, God the Father wants to bring his wrath because we are sinning. But Jesus, his son, entreats to the Father and says, no, Father, I sacrificed myself for him, for you, for others. And that, you know, that, that, that's really just when I just get the moment um, you know, I'm like, I give thanks for that. You know, back in last year, November, last year, Thanksgiving, just a small handful of pastors were sharing about turning Thanksgiving around and say, give thanks. And you know what? I've been doing that a lot more. Um, and, uh, you know, I really uh, am disappointed that I didn't get to make yesterday. Um, because hurry, I, hate I, I didn't know... get to
2: see you. Um, but also, you know, you can't help but think that the 100th Psalm, right enter into his gates with what <laughs> yeah man i mean it's a it's a great way to get there just saying I, I love that and i'm so grateful you called me again clay i got another caller to get to but as always i love you man thank you for calling in
1: well thank you too brother love you too oh and the next message i would have given if i would have gotten there would have been the a that's about assurance it's not insurance, but it's assurance. And, you know, it's there's a him, old gospel hymn, Yeah, right. it's and blessed. And so uh, I, I'm glad and thankful that I got to call in today because uh, I know it's been a while, but um, that just really means to me, you know, that God the Father provides for our needs.
2: Yes, he does. I loved your providence. Thank you, buddy. Love you. Talk to you soon.
1: All right, brother. God bless you, man. We'll talk to you later.
2: All right. Bye-bye. All right. We got an is in, I happen to know, Charlotte. So, Anne, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Thank goodness. How Hi are, there. How are you?
0: I'm Ginger Peachy Keen. How are you? It sounds like a wonderful show. <laughs> I
2: ate some ginger this morning. <laughs> I drank some ginger. Yeah. Yeah, so what have, what have you got for us?
0: Well, I just wanted to say uh, so many memories came up because before I moved to North Carolina in 2010, for years, because I'm an actress and and I lived in California, and I, and I was at uh, the you know Stu Efferson Senior's station there in um, in L A. and were you really? Were was, you at KKLA? Oh yeah, I mean yeah, I did. I lived five, maybe ten minutes from you know KK. I mean from the station, and knew him very well. He was so precious. He allowed me and other actors from Hollywood Presbyterian Church to meet there and we were working on a Lodge. Oh, and Moot the Point bump Lodge. out music's
2: going, so you gotta say quick what, what you got on your mind. We're dying to know.
0: Okay. He he was wonderful, so encouraging to do our Moot Point Lodge show, but then God moved me out here where I met you and now it's Christian Car Guy Theater.
2: <laughs> That's right. That's right, and what an honor that is. And we have another episode. It's getting mixed next week, so it's going to be exciting. Thank you for calling in. As always, so great to hear from you. And I did not know the story about KKLA. I'm going to find out more about that. So you can find out more about Christian Car Guy. Go to christiancarguy.com, and there you can listen to my podcast every day, interesting stories like the ferret. It's every day at christiancarguy.com. Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, got it all done in 33 years, right? Time and space. This is the Truth Network.